my daddy was my daddy is my daddy's always gonna be my savior is my savior loves my savior is my savior loves my savior lives
Josh Love is going to bring our special this morning. In the morning, when I rise, in the morning, when I rise, in the morning, when I rise, give me Jesus, give me Jesus. Give me Jesus, you can have all this world, just give me Jesus. When I am alone, when I am alone. Oh, when I am alone, give me Jesus, give me Jesus, give me Jesus, you can have all this world. Just give me Jesus. When I come to die, when I come to die, Oh, when I come to die, give me Jesus, give me Jesus, give me Jesus, you can have all this world. Just give me Jesus, give me Jesus, give me Jesus, you can have all this world, you can have all this Give me Jesus. Thank you, Brother Josh. Very good. I believe that is that Jeremy Camp that sings that? Yeah, great song. Aaron Schust sings the other song that uh, Mackenzie and Braden did such an outstanding job on. Two of my favorite
uh, songs. Really enjoyed those. The choir was great. Great to see the Lawhorns back. Great to have y'all back. Made it back from Florida. And uh, orange groves and all of that. Welcome back to 40 degrees. And uh, so here we go. Head to First Kings. Hope you have your Bible. Hope you picked up a bulletin. If not, just uh, always stop by there, give your bulletin, share it with somebody. Uh, if you need to, usually has a skeleton outline of the message in there. Also, if any of you use those smart, smart, uh, one fellow said those smart aleck phones, and uh, we have all of our services on iTunes. And uh, thanks to Brother Kenneth. Our church webmaster can listen to any of those past services. Um, as we continue this series, Elijah and Elisha, servants of the Most High God. It's been a, a great week, a busy week. And as I look here, you know, God has given His blessings even though I don't deserve them. God has blessed my family, myself. But, you know, among those blessings, there's always going to be rough times in your life. There's going to be those dark clouds, if you will, that set in. Whenever you're wondering, I just don't know how I can keep going on. There was a dark cloud that's about to come in Elijah's life. You're closing out a really good time. He just had a great revival, if you will, a great victory in defeating the prophets of Baal. Now, he stood toe-to-toe, this one preacher, one country preacher, and as the choir was singing and as I listened, you know, basically Promised Land is just a a good-sized country church. That's all we are. There's nothing complicated. We love to sing. We love good preaching. I'm a fan, of, even though I'm the preacher, I love good preaching. I love to hear good preaching. We're already praying about our revival coming up later on at the end of March. Praying for our evangelists. Talk to him and our music director that's coming to help us. Pray for them. Lift them up. But folks, most of all of us in this room are just average country people who are looking for help. From the Lord. Now, most of you, I pray, you know Jesus as your Savior. In other words, if you were to draw your last breath before your head hits the pillow tonight, you know where you would spend eternity. I asked someone earlier this week that question we were visiting, and I did not know about their salvation. I just, there was an opportunity, and I simply asked them. I do. It, the Lord opened the door. I said, if you were to die today, where would you go? And they really did not want to mention hell, so they just said, I, I'd be with the Lord, or not that other place. And I went ahead and mentioned it. We don't like to mention it, and I understand. That's really not anything I'm a fan of, and that's obviously the word hell. But folks, a lot of times we say, well, I believe in heaven We won't say hell because it seems so horrible, and it is. It's not a pleasant thought. But God is a just God, a holy God, and 
He gives blessings, but even though you can enjoy His blessings, folks, life is tough, and Elijah is facing some tough times. And he was a great servant, just a country preacher we don't know a lot about, except that he was faithful with what God gave him. The simple message today is, prepare thy chariot. And as we read God's Word, we're not going to let you sit still very long here at Promised Land. Just help me out. Would you please stand for the reading of God's Word? And it's basically not to honor me, but it's to honor His Holy Word. 1 Kings 18, whether you're reading along or listening along, beginning with verse 41. The Word of God says, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. And he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now and look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There's nothing. He said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there riseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up and say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind. And there was a great rain, and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel, And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this good group here this morning. I pray that there is a message for each and every heart and each and every person that's here today. Let your Holy Spirit lead us throughout this service. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you. The very first point in your bulletin is God at work. And in thinking about what God is doing here, let's just take a quick peek at this. And as we go back and just say, okay, by the way, if we compare and we're fisting ahead, you may want to just put your finger over there to James chapter 5 in just a second. But what it was was Elijah was a prayer warrior. He was not only a prophet of the Lord, but he, he prayed. Now think about this. Now that's a great miracle that you can pray in the rain to see. So God does the miracle. He did it. He stopped the rain. Yes, that's true. God stopped the rain. But guess what? Elijah was the man that was faithful enough to pray and believe it. And that's what we're going to look at in our prayer life. How's your prayer life this morning? I mean, are you praying and just hoping that the Lord hears you? Are you praying and wondering, does He hear you? Folks, He hears you. He may not always answer the way that you think He should, but He can see on down the road where we can't. He can see exactly what we need. He, you know, and a lot of times, my kids, I remember, and every time, I think, uh, you know, the stuff that they put, and y'all know this, y'all go to Walmart, and... Uh, <clears throat> I think all that, and every checkout aisle is this way at Walmart. And they have all of that candy right there. Not for you to remember to buy it, but to drive parents crazy. 
Because you take your kids through that Walmart checkout line and this eyeball level with every one of them. Oh, Mom, Dad, I need this. Right. But our job is to what? No, you don't. Don't, Folks, I'm telling you, don't always buy your kids something every time you go to Walmart. Some of you already know that. But they don't have to have something every time. That makes them look forward to it more the next time. But just think, you think every time we come to Walmart, you've got to have something. Folks, our prayer life is the same way. I mean, we think, I know what I want. God, answer my prayer. He knows better than we do. Just like I know better than my kids do and understand what they need. They need, they think they need sugar, but no, they, we, won't, we don't want them to have any sugar. And so on and so forth. But Elijah prayed, and it stopped raining, and the Bible mentions in the Old Testament, you know, for three years, and it mentions it specifically in the New Testament for three and a half years. The victory that he had had gotten him... Uh, on target with listening to the people. The people were in a in a quandary. They were going to the Baal church. It was exciting. It had all the hip music and had all the great and probably had belly dancers and all kind of stuff at that church because of it was the God of Baal and that God had a wife called Ashtaroth. And it was all about sensuality and what have you. But uh God knew better. And what the, you don't need that. And he said, I'm going to tell Elijah to do this little thing called call fire down from heaven. And Elijah came up with an idea. I know sometimes I have come up with ideas that promise land. And some of y'all have said, okay, what's Brother Michael thinking? And sometimes uh, y'all, it'll work out and sometimes it doesn't. But he came up with this idea of offering this all offering Call fire down from heaven. And I loved it because, you know what I love about that story that we looked at? I, and I, and I laugh about it. And I can just think, remember where Elijah started making fun of their God? Uh, is your God going away on a vacation? <laughs> is he asleep? Maybe he just went to the restroom or something like that. Read it. It's in there. And he's making fun of their God. Of course, there is no other God besides our God. Yet there's nothing, you know, you can make a brick and a wood and a stone and a statue, but it is not alive. Our God is the only God. God. And oh, by the way, if there's one God and He desires a relationship with you. With you. And so, Elijah, in this simple little thing, this is the end. Of this. Oh, by the way, Ahab is like the president. He's the president of the country. And I put in here that Elijah, when he's getting ready to pray and stop this, he is getting, he's a, he was a great prophet. He stood against popular opinion. He stood against the government. Did you know? Did y'all know this? That the majority is not always right? The majority in Israel can elect an evil king. Not that they had a democratic thing, but they chose Saul. Was that God's will? No, it wasn't. They wanted to be like all the other nations. Have you ever done a, like a, uh, speaking, I was using just a, trying to use just a smidgen of logic with these little kids, and some of you said, that was crazy. But I try. And I try to use logic with my kids, okay? And, uh, have you ever thought about that? That, you know, thinking about 
what people, a lot of times, what they say, we want to be like everybody else. That's not always logical. That's not always, we don't always need to be like everybody else. Matter of fact, God's Word calls us to be separate. And Elijah was. He was definitely different. And he stood again and he told Ahab, listen, even though that Ahab was an evil king, he still had dialogue with him. Just because, listen, let's make this real just like Elijah was real. There are plenty of people. And this is going to sound very sarcastic or facetious. There are plenty of people in Ashley County that are imperfect. There are plenty of people in Ashley County that have problems. There are plenty of people in Ashley County that are hooked on meth, alcohol, drugs, pills, sex outside of marriage. Just because your life may be physically better. You may not be hooked on alcohol, drugs, having illicit affairs, hooked on pornography. You may not your your life may be okay, but inside you may be struggling. I read a quote earlier this week that said this did you know that ninety percent of sin The battle with sin is in your mind. And it is. The decisions you make. Elijah was a prophet, but he had struggles. A lot of people believe that Elijah could be bipolar. And just here, simply prone to highs and lows. And he definitely was. A lot of people believe Saul was that way. That's why David came in and played music for him. Remember, he had those low moments, and David would come in and play the music. He, he could play the, we would call it a guitar, a harp, or whatever, a stringed instrument. And guess what? Out of all of that struggle, Elijah was just a simply ordinary person, but he dealt with Ahab, who was an evil guy, which tells me this. Even though your life may be okay on the outside, don't stop working on people that are struggling. Don't consider yourself or myself better than anybody. I am no better. I've told y'all and I've preached all this and I can't preach it enough. I am no better than anybody in Ashley County. And even though people may have problems or struggles with anything, Elijah dealt with Ahab. Ahab was an evil guy. He was mean, ruthless, and his wife was even worse. But Elijah dealt with them. In other, he didn't say, well, they're too, I don't need to deal with them. Those are bad people. He dealt with them. Now, he did. He told them how it was. And he's fixing to lay the law down later on, especially in chapter 21 when we get over there. And he says, uh, Jezebel, you're going to die. Not only are you going to die, but the dogs are going to eat you. That doesn't sound too friendly, but he, I'm telling you, that's what Elijah later on says to Jezebel. And his prophecy ends up coming true. And Ahab, you're going to die in the same spot where you killed Naboth. Your blood's going to fall, which is a cool story. Give you a little preface on it. What happened was is Ahab was literally shot miles away in a battlefield. 
But the Bible says, listen to this, the Bible says when they drove, he died in a chariot in battle. An arrow came through and got him. But when they washed out the chariot and the chariot, all of Ahab's blood was in that chariot where he'd been shot with the arrow. When they stopped the chariot to wash it out, it was sitting, the blood ran out in the same spot where they killed this fellow named Naboth who was just a country boy who wouldn't sell his vineyard to the king. God's word always comes to pass. It all, it never errs. That's the great thing about God. God his word is for sure. His word is concrete. His word is firm. And that's what we're basing all of this on this morning. Is I'm, I want to have revival. Now, let's make this applicable to our church. Now, listen. The whole point of that last part was this. Elijah dealt with Ahab. Even though Ahab wasn't a nice guy, he dealt with him. He worked with him. He, tried, he pleaded with him. And as a matter of fact, he warned him. You better get ready. Rain's coming. <laughs> Hadn't rained in three and a half years. Head to James chapter 5. You're probably already there. I'll be the last one to get there. But in James chapter 5, just a neat summary about Elijah. James chapter 5, verse 17. And verses, matter of fact, it says verse 15 is about prayer. Verse 16 is about prayer. And let, matter of fact, I'll read that there. Verse 16 says this, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elijah, it says in the New Testament, Elias, but that's the Greek form of Elijah, was a man subject to like passions as we are. That's what I'm telling you. He was just an ordinary guy. He, you think this guy's next to God. No! He was no better or bigger, smarter than any of us in this room. But he was a willing vessel. Willing to serve. That's what it means right there. Was a man subject to like passions as we are. Means, did you know he had good days and bad days? Have you had good days as a Christian, as a child of God, as a husband, as a wife? Do you have good days? There are some days that my wife adores me. <laughs> and then there's some days where if she could kick high enough, she'd kick me out of the house. Okay, no, she'd probably take that. I'm taking that personally, Michael. But, uh, but some, hey, some days... It's like that. We all have them. Good days, bad days. And that's what it means. Subject to like passions as we are. And then these characters. I mean, think about it. Peter the, and the, the, the Catholics want to make him a pope even though he never was. But he was just an ordinary guy who publicly denied Jesus. And then he made a turnaround. Folks, just because you've made a huge mistake in your life doesn't mean you can't make a turnaround. And Peter made one. And Elijah is about to have a bad moment. Chapter 19 is all about a horrible low time in his life. But folks, it says, that's what it says in the New Testament. I'm so glad that my Bible tells me that people were people. Sinners saved by grace. Sinners saved by grace. We're all sinners. The question is, have you been saved by grace? So he prayed. 
And it hadn't rained for three and a half years, says three years, six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth, the trees started blooming. The fruit started coming back. Isn't that amazing? Have you ever seen that? It get a bit of drought around here and leaves start falling off trees and fruits go to dying and everything. I know I'm not using correct grammar, but y'all understand me. Okay, and then all of a sudden it can come a rain and everything just starts sprouting back out again. Amazing. You know, I call this a prayer of determination back in our text. I'm not keeping you much longer. Alright? Listen, hang on. We'll get a blast of it quick. Here's a prayer of determination. He prayed... Basically, when he fell down, notice this, I like this description in verse 42. He cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. He fell down. There's a bunch of postures of prayer, but he fell down like this. He fell down and he put his face down on the ground like this. Matter of fact, you see a lot of uh, Muslims do that. But all it is, is a, is a show of reverence. That's all it is. And, and sure, a lot of us, you know, they reverence the wrong God. Allah. Got that turned off. Y'all don't be calling me. Alright? And, uh, but they reverence the wrong God, but at least they reverence Him. A lot of us don't even reverence our God. A lot of times we'll irreverence. We'll use God's name or Jesus' name as a cuss word. That's irreverence. That's also called blasphemy. And uh, no reverence at all. Lord, help us to reverence the name of God. How can we say we love the Lord and not have reverence for Him? He bowed, it says, upon His knees and put His face between His knees, cast Himself down to the earth. And He prayed. And He said, go back. He told His servant. By the way, Elijah always had sidekicks that he was training or helping and uh, and then Elisha was even bigger in that. He had students that he trained. This tells me something Old Testament and New. Jesus did it. He had 12 guys, specifically three, that he was really close to. Listen to me very closely. Your faith is as strong as what you're passing on. Your faith is as strong as you're passing on. Are you, are you sharing your faith with somebody? And other, you say, well, I trained my kids, I'm done. No, no. You ought to always be mentoring or encouraging somebody. Bringing them along. Encourage them. Give them a phone call. Today with all of our smart aleck phones saying, hey, send them a text, send them a message. Y'all who are on Facebook, send them an encouragement. Being, folks, these tools can be used to tear people down or lift them up. And Elijah had a servant, and he was encouraging him. Now, he ran off and had a low time. Elisha had a similar time. This prayer of faith, verse 44. After the seventh time, he said, Hey, I see a little cloud coming. He told Abraham, Ahab, prepare thy chariot. Some of you have heard the story about the two farmers praying for rain. One of them prayed for rain after church was over. The next day he was still waiting on the rain. The other one was plowing his field. Which one of them do you think believed God 
was going to answer his prayer. A lot of us are like those two farmers. We pray, but then we just go back and sit in our easy chair. Or are we out there plowing the field saying, I know God is going to send the rain. He told him, he prayed, it hadn't rained a drop. He said, get ready. And you better get down fast. Now I'm going to ask you, I believe with all my heart that God wants to bless Promised Land Missionary Baptist Church. But I want to ask you this morning, are you praying for rain? And I mean by that, God's blessings. Are you praying for rain? Do you believe God's going to send it? Before we have a hymn of invitation, Sunday night we showed this movie, Courageous. If you haven't seen it, see it. Great show. Uh, In that story... A man suffers a horrible tragedy that wakes him up. And he realizes that he has been just going through the motions as a parent. And some of us are doing that as a Christian. We're just going through the motions. And we're not hitting our knees in prayer. Now, sometimes God will send a wake-up call like that tragedy. I'm not going to tell those that had not seen the movie all that occurs. I don't like to do that. I don't like it when that happens to me. So a tragedy occurs. How are you going to respond? I don't I I don't want any of us to have to have a wake up call. But folks, you know what I would love? For God to send rain of revival and blessings to promised land. I mean, so much that throw out the umbrella and just let it pour, God. I don't care. You know, Brother Norman was struggling with the roof leaking yesterday. We had water leaks and everything all over the Family Life Center. Praise the Lord that we have something that even leaks. Send the rain. I'm talking about the rain of revival. The reign of a right heart. The reign of, I need your presence to show in my life again. Because if you're just going through the motions, the presence of God is not showing in your life. When y'all leave, in just a second, I'm just to have the hymn of invitation, and y'all are going to leave, unless you're just so excited you stay all afternoon. Surely you're hungry, I know you are. You're going to leave, and I want to say... Don't be like Mary and Joseph and leave Jesus at church. Take Him with you. There's more than enough of Him to go around. Brother Norman, as we get ready, would you bow with me for a word of prayer? Father, Lord, help us to prepare our chariot. To realize that Your word will come to pass. You will send revival. You will send your blessings. Dear Lord, Elijah prayed and it started raining. 
I ask you this morning, will we pray in a way that would send revival? Can we pray in a way that would show up in our church? In Jesus' name, amen.